2: Hey what's up lady DJ? we're here let's do it well,
1: welcome to Danielle Allen week uh, on the podcast and we have Fool in Love that's our audiobook for the week we're so excited to get to the second half in a little while so on Monday we talked about Sweatpants Season one of Danielle's books that has that famous dick print mm-hmm. cover mm, yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna read the blurb uh, for that really quickly yes. before I get to he has a big smile.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's got me. She's got me. One click. (laughs) Hooked.
1: It was the first thing I noticed that day until he stood. His gray sweatpants hung off his hips and I didn't want to look. I really didn't. I'm a feminist. I don't believe in objectifying men. I don't catcall men. I don't ogle the bodies of men. I don't view men as objects of my affection rather than complex people with feelings, wants, and needs. Of their own. I don't treat men the way society often treats women. I treat men the way I want to be treated as a woman with respect. So when Carlos ran into me while I was reviewing my interview questions in the park, it surprised me to see, uh, my photography classmate out of context. I was also surprised to see as much of him as I did. (laughs) I wasn't, it wasn't just that it caught my eye. It was the fact that it held my attention. It wasn't just that it was large. It was the fact that it was visibly large. It wasn't just that. It was Carlos Richmond. It was the fact that I am Akila Bashara. And I am not seduced by anything other than intelligent conversation, witty rapport, and meaningful actions. I'm not seduced by a dick print. I am not. Seriously, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Good for her. So funny! I love that she always puts you in that first scene in the mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: for real. Like her yeah. wow. instead of
1: like trying to summarize the whole book to be like, here, this is the, this, this is this the is kick the scene it up. you want to read. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. This is where you're here for. What she's amazing at writing blurbs. <laughs> Let's really just go ahead and out. throw that out there. Get it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so go get sweatpants season and uh, maybe even put a giant life size poster on your wall of the, <laughs> <laughs> the cover. It's the best.
2: Okay, so I want to ask Mel. So you texted me yesterday, and you were like, "I need to talk about this on the podcast." No, you, you had said something about somebody
3: being something cute or embarrassing. I said, "Well, that's not worse than me. a oh, hot doctor." Oh, my I sent you a
2: picture of um, my six-year-old as a baby taking a poop, and, and it's the funniest face she makes the funniest face. And I sent this to Mel, and I was like, "Is this you when you poop? Because it's adorable." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, so, so, like, I don't even know. I'm trying to going to condense this, at least, I think. Um, I think – I text you guys. Hey, I was in the hospital. Yeah. I can't yeah. do stuff tomorrow. Or I'm late. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know what happened. I tried to go to the ba- – this might be TMI. I tried to go to the bathroom. Something went wrong, and I gave myself um, – is it called a hemorrhoid? Yeah. Gave myself a hemorrhoid, and then my body was like, well, that wasn't very pleasant, we're never doing that again. And then I did. I proceeded to not pee for 48 hours. <laughs> oh my, my body God. would not Mel let me do, do this. anything.
2: Mel's like, we're going to shut it down. We're shutting <laughs> this down. We're shutting it all
1: down. We're shutting it all like, down. And I'm
3: like, on the phone with my doctor. He's like, you got to go to the hospital. I'm like, I'm not going to the hospital. He's like, you're going to the hospital.
1: <laughs> so wait, did you have to pee, but you just couldn't?
3: I just couldn't, but it wasn't oh my because God. there was something wanna, wrong with like my pee. Nightmare. It was because my body did not want to <laughs> because I gave myself a hemorrhoid, so it just wouldn't let any push of activity happen. And I get there, and there's like, I'm extremely. I gave myself a hemorrhoid, because I'm like constipated. Yeah. So now this doctor has to like relieve me of all god. my bodily function. <laughs> oh my god! So he he, me, come, he like comes. the start in of a and I'm book. Like, He like comes in and he like looks at me, and I'm like, I look over my husband, and I'm like. Oh, yeah <laughs> uh-huh. because he's hot he's like he's i'm like oh, of course uh-huh. and then the doctor he stands he's like well i just need you to drop your pants for a minute i'm like okay okay that's the first i'm just gonna have a look yeah i'm just gonna look and then rob stands up and he's like and he's hot and he's rob's like rob stands up, my husband and he's like oh do you want to leave he's like no i took a picture of it like yesterday <laughs>
1: He took a picture of your hemorrhoid. Like, I think and... he had a
3: camera down there, and he was trying to see so I could see, <laughs> it, and I'm like... Did
1: you name it? Did you give it a name, like Tiny Tim? No,
0: <laughs> he's like,
3: I gotta make sure. And then he's like, well, I gotta get stuff. He's like, there's a chance if I stick my finger up there that everything's just gonna come out, so I'm gonna go get something. I'm like, what?
1: what? Oh my god, did it? Was your husband in the room?
3: Yeah, he was there. Okay. I don't oh care. My no. husband's seen everything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> At this point, he has. Yeah. Uh, he's been in like surgery with me before. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so I'm just
1: like, all right. So, what so he did? He put his finger up there and it all came out?
3: Yeah, he put stuff up there and then it came out, thankfully, a lot on its own. Okay. But he, they did kind of like make whatever was up there not so big with like an instrument to make. <laughs>
2: oh. Oh my I didn't care at this
3: point it was 48 <laughs> hours and I was like you can do whatever the hell you want to do yeah <laughs> just yeah. make it better yeah. I don't
2: care you were in so much pain at that oh point. my god
1: um and I then I when I pee, I just so.
2: I didn't know you could pee like that do you know what though this is a, such a common problem that like yeah. I know this is this may be TMI but there's so many people who are going to be listening to this they're like yep yep hemorrhoid yeah it happens
1: yeah. I I do. Like I don't yeah. know if that's too much information, but like I
2: Most of the time it happens mean, like when if you, you have, have a babies. stress case
1: like me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. and a lot of times if you're giving birth and stuff too, it happens then because of the pushing and stuff. Like it's it's insane. It's so much more common than you think. Like you were talking about like fissures and stuff too. I was like, "Yep, yep. It's
1: it's all there." I Did you make like, a noise when it had when it came out? <laughs>
3: recall making a noise i just just know like the highlight of the last two weeks yeah like every time i go to the bathroom and it's like normal and okay i'm like this is
2: like the best day everything's (laughs) okay i am dying this of course it's a hot doctor who does hey when he
3: walked in and i was just like god you're hot whatever it seems like I always get the hot doctor. I swear, every goddamn time. I think I I've talked to him before with doctor my doctor. My he grew a beard one day. And I walked in. And I was like, "Okay, this isn't
2: happening." <laughs> my, my family doctor. Was, you used to look like a little nerd. Yeah, and now he grew a beard back. And he's all sexy, and he looks yeah. like a man.
1: <laughs> I always just book women doctors just to be safe.
2: Yeah, like yeah. if I can.
1: Yeah, just in case. So- that-
2: After I went to my gynecologist appointment that I told you all about, I told her I needed to get a general practitioner. You know, I needed to go to, like, a regular doctor because I don't have one. And so um, she recommended um, a guy, a doctor in town. And it's my friend's husband. And I know he's a general practitioner. And she was like, and she doesn't know that I knew her. Like, she didn't know we were connected. And she's like, well, this doctor's great. He's my favorite out of all the doctors I come, I deal with. She was like, he's really thorough and he's awesome. And I'm like, shit, like she's really given a hard recommendation for this guy. And I know he's a good doctor, but it's my friend's husband. Like, it, would that not be weird? Like, I, he wouldn't yeah. see, like, my gynecologist deals with like boobs and pussy. So like, I don't think he'd <laughs> deal with that, but like.
1: I think it'd be a little weird just because um, you're like alone in a room with a with one of your hus- your friends' husbands for an extended period of time and, you know, like she's not there.
2: I don't know if I, that would bother me as much as if he had to touch me. But also you live in a small
1: town. Like yeah. isn't he, he, she, his you patients don't, have to know her at some point. Yeah. Like, there has You to be also don't
3: know her. what's going to come up in your life
2: yeah
3: yeah at any given moment I couldn't ima- but I've been with my family practice since I was like five I couldn't imagine anybody I know they probably don't of course they're not supposed to tell their wife but to go and be hanging out with this person who knows like almost every secret about me that's yeah, yeah. you might yeah. there's no is there
1: doctor patient confidentiality or is yeah.
3: that
2: a psychologist? yeah 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 yeah, it's yeah, it's that yeah. that's what HIPAA is it's a protection. No, I don't thing. know. So yeah. I have a friend of mine that's a nurse, and um, and I didn't realize my grandmother was in the hospital one time because I'm not, I'm not close to her, and um, I didn't realize it, and and but my friend didn't know that, and she was like, she's like, oh, I'm just so glad your grandma's doing better, and I was like, what? And she's like, HIPAA, and I was like, oh shit, like is she in the hospital? She's like, mm, um, <laughs> like she wouldn't say anything else. But she just assumed that I knew it, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, like I didn't realize it, but she felt so upset with herself because she's not Uh-oh. supposed to break that confidentiality, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's something like that could that very well could happen. Where it's, it's definitely just a, a job Tessa could not have.
1: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. My foot would be in my mouth constantly, and I'll, I hate. Yeah, I I'm bad at keeping secrets too. Yep. <laughs> Um, I took my daughter to the endocrinologist this week, speaking of doctors, her yeah. diabetes doctor, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has the best uh, A1C she's ever had, 6.4, so oh. we're kicking ass, and the doctor said she can go to school because her diabetes is so, so, um, so well-managed that she's like any other kid.
3: Oh, that's great. So, I yeah. need to take my daughter for, because she started her period, just to go to the female How old doctor. Is she? She is 14.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah.
3: And she's got a, I was like, well, we'll go down there. There's a couple of shots you're going to need. And you can talk yeah. to her. Yeah. I've got, I got questions. Like, do I have to have this hair? Do I need to shave? I'm like, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Are <laughs> you talking like, <laughs> do whatever you want? <laughs> but she thought it was weird that I was just, because I'm going to take her down. I'm just going to let her go in herself and talk to this woman. I'm like, no, this is your doctor. You say whatever you want. You guys mm-hmm. can tell me whatever you want. That's my. you guys. I just remember
1: my mom handing me a razor in fifth grade because I wanted to shave my legs and other things. And Mm -hmm. she goes, here, but just remember every time you shave, it's going to grow back thicker. (laughs) (laughs) And then she walked away and I was like, that's classic. Like that's how she explained it. Pretty much everything. (laughs) just like a terrible warning and then yeah, here's, your fear,
2: here's your fear based, here's your
3: fear-based here's your fear-driven
2: decisions
1: here i yeah. did
3: ask her the other day when we were talking about all this she was like she's like i don't remember having the baby talk and i was like you asked me where babies came from and she doesn't remember asking me thank god because i had the worst response ever i remember this i that? told her um i don't know i'm not a doctor <laughs>
2: which is exactly, it's just like, that's what she said. Mail. I was like,
3: yeah, I'm glad you
2: don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you know, the first time I went to the gynecologist, my mom went in the room with me. The guy who was my gynecologist the first time was the guy who delivered me. So that's how long he had been in practice. And so my mom took me to him and she stayed in the room. And so, and I, that was good. Like I was really uncomfortable. They
3: wouldn't let my mom. They, like, oh, it was, like, a fight to let them, to let my mom. They're, like, your mom needs to leave. I'm, like, no, I want my mom to stay. So I was still a virgin. They didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I don't blame them. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. they It was, like, a fight. They're, like, no, your mom can't You don't want your mom to stay in here. And they were telling her, you can't. You can't. You can't.
2: I had to beg. Oh, wow. Which no, I guess is it would... maybe a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, I would just, like, in the. I would want my daughter to be comfortable enough to go by herself, but I worry that she wouldn't even know what to ask. Like if she went in there, like she would have no clue. So, okay. Yeah. You had something you wanted to ask? So I, I so speaking of doctors and what we we're talking about, you know, I went and um, asked my doctor, the my gynecologist I went to about, you know, getting healthy and trying to lose weight and that kind of thing. But I had actually started trying um, to lose weight since I got back from the beach. So that was like, I want to say, I have it marked on my calendar, but LB and I were at the beach together and we were like, you know what? Let's try it. Let's make a pact. Let's go in this together. So when we got by, it was the 27th. It was Monday and I was like, all right, we're going to kick this off. So we've both been trying to do keto since the 27th. And I have not had, I've not cheated on it one time. I've not had sugar and I've not had carbs since July 27th. So we're on week four right now.
1: That's really good.
2: I hate it. I hate this. I haven't lost any weight. <gasps> it's the fucking worst. Yes. I'll say that I am so angry <laughs> at this diet, okay. but I'm not giving up. I've talked. I even messaged Tony on Monday. I was like, look, Tony, I've only lost five pounds on this fucking diet in four weeks. I feel like you like, I'm I'm not eating sugar. For the first time in my entire life, I haven't had sugar. In four weeks, and I was like, and I've no, I've lost five pounds. I was like, that doesn't feel right. So she actually went in because I put in all my food into the MyFitnessPal, and so I shared all my stuff with her. And so she went in and she adjusted all my stuff and she told me what I need to do to fix that. So I'm gonna I'm giving it another couple of weeks and I'm gonna try it. But I have like, can I just <sighs>
1: can I commiserate with you because go on, go I ahead. like um gained weight like i think everybody gained weight and oh 13,
2: definitely rate. i've like 30 i don't know anybody who hasn't
1: gained at least 15 to, to 30 pounds there yeah, like you said yeah and I done anything.
2: yeah no mel oh, has fuck it. you mel <laughs>
1: because
2: that's the problem
3: it's not a diet it can't be a diet or it will never work
1: yeah well yeah i mean i think like I don't necessarily – I just think that's the word for it, but really what it is is adjusting how you're eating. I mean, yeah, honestly, for sure. it's not necessarily for sure. a diet. I mean, diets are short-term. I short don't term. have
2: a problem doing this long-term. Like, I have friends who have – and you know, that I've reached out to that have done this long-term. One of my friends, Sean, has done, quote-unquote, keto for two years, and he lost 50 pounds, and he's kept it off. And <clears> – <throat> He's like, you know, during the week, like I rein it in, I stay within my, you know, my what I'm supposed to stay in, like you know my my protein and carbs, and he was like, and I try to stay in that, and he was like, on the weekends, like. If I want to have pizza, I have pizza. If I want to no. get ice cream, I get ice cream. Well, get men ice have weight. a completely different uh, – True. Men don't have the but same. But he's yeah. – I don't know. He's he's my exception to, to this men thing because he's a person who struggled with his weight. He's like – he's like, they'll tell you that, oh, the first 10 pounds is the hardest. The first 20 pounds is the hardest. He was like, every single pound was hard for him. And he's a belly weight person where he – that's where he carries all his weight. So it's like – it is a, it, him and I, that's why I've, I've talked to him about it too, because he and I both have struggled with weight loss, our entire friendship. And I messaged Tony Alejo about it. Cause she's so open about her keto and her and I are the exact same weight and the exact same height. And so she's like, I know what you're going through, like do this and do this and adjust this. So, but she's also someone who's, you know, Done this long term. So, I don't want to like, don't want to come out and say, like, oh, this is keto or whatever it is. Like, it's a calorie deficient thing that I'm doing. So, it's, I want to be able to, you know, live my life, but somehow have control over it when I've never had control over sugar before, ever. Like, it's an addiction. And so, it's something that I was like, you know what? Let me just see if I can do this. And so, I've, like I said, I've been doing it for four weeks, and I am shocked that I haven't cheated one fucking time on this. And it's just frustrating that I'm not seeing big results like I thought I would. But you know, this is something that it's like, okay, it, maybe this is just something I have to give a lot of time to. It. I didn't put on weight overnight, so I'm gonna have to give this time to lose this weight as well. So,
1: well, I, I like, I just, um, I've been trying to lose the weight that I. I gained at the beginning of the quarantine and it won't come off. So yeah. I feel like we're in the we're I definitely know where you're coming from. I spoke to and I mean I this is I I run on the treadmill every day. I don't eat bad. I eat like, I think I eat, like, really healthy, actually. Mm-hmm. And nothing I do makes a difference. And, stress um, is a big factor. And, though, and, well, that's in, what my friend yeah. said. She said she thinks that most people are having such a hard time taking weight off in quarantine or, you know, because stress tends to make your body hold on to mm-hmm. fat and things like that. Like And mm-hmm. you don't and sleep as well as you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, th- you know, I think that it's just a really rough environment right now to lose- try to lose weight in. So don't be too hard on yourself. And, I know. And I'm you know.
2: really happy that I've done this with LB because I do feel like I have that emotional support. Is she when, losing like, weight? Yeah. I mean, she's she's lost like six or seven pounds. I think she weighs again tomorrow. But I mean, you know, it, it's just, you know, and she said the same thing. She was like, I don't want 20 pounds in three weeks. She was like, that's not what I want to lose. She was like, because I don't feel like that's sustainable. And so she's like, you know, I want something that I'm like, okay, I'm adjusting my life. And I have to say like the benefits of, of doing it, like doing the keto way where you do a higher fat, lower carb, no, no sugar, you know, like if you incorporate that, I'd like to think that I'm doing a healthy keto because I'm not really doing the high fat as much as I need to. And that was what Tony said when she talked to me, she was like, you're not eating enough fat. She was like, that's why you're not losing enough. And I'm like, well, I don't know that that's how I want to lose weight by eating a ton of fat. So, so I've done it. Like meat. Yeah, she said you're. She was like, you're eating too much protein, and she was like, because she was like, that'll stall your weight loss. She was like, when you cut out carbs and you cut out sugar, your body's gonna burn whatever it's got, and if you've got a ton of protein, that's slower to burn off. It'll stall your weight loss. Fat is the fastest thing to burn. And she was like, that's why you want to eat. Like, I mean, if you look at, like, a macros chart, you're supposed to eat, like, 70% of your diet is supposed to be fat because that's what's burning off. And I was just like, I don't know how healthy that is. So what is – if you're not not
3: eating meat and -hmm. you're not eating sugar – and Mm -hmm. carbs what is fat what do you have to eat that's fat
2: it's it's a plethora of things so like the healthy things that i like like to eat yeah yeah you get a ton of fat from like avocado you can have like full fat like like coffee creamer or like sour cream like butter you can have all of that cheeses you can have full fat cheeses and stuff like cottage cheese. I'm trying to think about what I eat. So I I like eggs. I eat a lot of eggs that has like fat and protein in it. You know, for breakfast, I usually have that with like some sausage or, and then for lunch, I'll have like either tuna, but I eat a lot of vegetables and stuff with it. But you can buy low carb wraps, but that was something else she said was that carb substitutes will slow down your, your weight loss. They'll stall that as well. So it's like you know, she's like, well, try to avoid like those if you can altogether. It's like so
1: a lot of thinking. It is. It it's is. A, it, it, you get it. It is. Like, but eventually, you will just. I start hope so. I'm on week
2: four of it, and I've like, so I've, you know, I have found a way to like have the coffee. I I like it the way I like it, and I've I've found a way to like have desserts the way I like. You know that I can I can eat and enjoy it. I mean, it is you know something that LB and I talked about, and we don't have to do a whole podcast on weight loss, but you know, LB and I were talking and it was like, you know, she had done Atkins a few years back and she was like, the the options now because of this keto wave are incredible. She was like, you know, there's so many more options like cauliflower pizza crusts, and, you know, stuff like this. Like there's a ton of other options than than what we would have had a few years ago. And I've only tr- actively tried to lose weight twice in my life. Like actually giving it a go. Once was before my wedding. And I only did it only, I counted calories and I only did it because the size they had in the dress was a 16. That was the biggest it went to. And I love the dress because it was like that Jackie O style. And I had to lose like 15 pounds to fit into it. And I did. And it was, it was beautiful, but I never tried again until a couple years ago with, with Mel and, and us. And like, when we tried to, when we did it then, and I didn't even do it then. And so like, and you know, it, it just like, I've, I felt like, you know the times I've done it, I haven't really given it time, and I haven't really put a lot of effort into it, and I finally have done it now. But yeah, so I just you know I haven't really given it a go before, and I'm four weeks in, and you know I've lost like like five pounds, and I'm I'm trying not to be frustrated by that. I'm like, you know what, a pound a week—that's what they say is healthy. So I'm just gonna keep going, and I'm just gonna keep hoping for the best. But whoever says like you know if like, oh, the first 10 pounds is the hardest and that kind of thing. I'm like, I'll let you know if I get there.
1: <laughs> like I'll let you know. So. Yeah. Usually it's the opposite for me. Like, I will immediately lose five pounds, maybe even 10, and then it will be like another month until another pound comes off.
2: You know, and it's like Tony said, too. She's like, she said, my body does not want to be skinny. She was like, my, <laughs> and that's my, that's my frame. Like, I am a big woman. Like, if you looked at me in real life... And you saw me, like, she has a huge ass, huge tits, and my tits don't go anywhere when I lose weight. So it's, like, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm still going to – I could lose a yes. 100 pounds and still be a big woman. So, like, it's, you know, it's one of those things that like I'm just – I have to fight what my body naturally wants to do.
1: Have so you I suggested, re- like, adding any walking or anything like that to- Oh, I'm
2: sure, but I'm definitely not working out.
3: <laughs> i have like, I a I ran myself hate. and like i can't go to the gym oh, it's, it's like 100 exercise. and something degrees outside i would yeah. die
2: mm-hmm. <sighs> maybe yeah. at some point but i'm not i'm not there mentally yet to where i'm like uh you know no, and it's it, such it, it, a mental fuck game too like but
3: that's what thing i think would stall me with keto is because sometimes why i run is so mm-hmm. that i can have a food i'm not supposed to be eating so much yeah. of like I'm like oh I'm going to McDonald's and getting a full mm-hmm. meal because I ran but you know this what that,
2: it actually reminded me of something you said the other day when you were talking about when we were in quarantine and you were like well I haven't had fast food in months you were like I'm not breaking quarantine for McDonald's that's how I feel about it I'm like I'm not breaking this streak I'm on for McDonald's like if I'm gonna have a cheat day i I'm going to have a rock cheat day <laughs> where I've got seven Domino's pizzas, <laughs> four bags of stuff that's,
3: that's actually probably why I haven't gained weight. I haven't ate I didn't eat as so much fast food anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's I'm probably why your body shut down too. It's like, when we're not going.
1: We don't have all these <laughs> preservatives. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> all right. Do you guys want to go ahead and play the uh, the second half of Fool in Love by Danielle Allen? Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Enjoy, lady listeners. We'll talk to you on the other side. Bye!
0: Bye. Chapter 3 Can I have a vodka and cranberry, please? I ordered hoping the alcohol would calm my nerves. I felt I did a decent job following Monica's advice and being more flirtatious and outgoing, but it took a lot out of me. It felt performative and false. The only time it felt natural was with Malik. Speaking of Malik, I discreetly scanned the room for him, but I didn't see him. The bartender handed me the glass, and I immediately brought the straw to my lips. Kenya? I turned and saw the tall, darkened, handsome Alex. Hi! I greeted him with a smile. I was going to ask if I could buy you a drink, but I guess I'm too late for all that. I lifted my drink. Yeah. Well, if you'll have me, I could always join you. He suggested, signaling for the bartender. Whiskey. Neat. He watched me, but he waited until he got the glass before he spoke again. So, tell me your story, he inquired. I've had my eye on you since I sat down at your table. Now that we have a little more time, I want to get to know you better. What do you want to know? What do you want to tell me? He countered. I'm a Leo, I said. Tossing the fact out quickly, I didn't know what to say, but I felt like my Zodiac sign was a safe bet. Are you nervous? He eyed me hungrily. Correction. Do I make you nervous? More uncomfortable than nervous. I shook my head slowly. No, I'm just a little quiet. He lifted his tumbler. Well, here's to bringing you out of your shell. I clinked mine against his, and we both took a sip of our alcoholic beverages. His eyes swept down and then back up my body. You're definitely not dressed like someone who's quiet and shy. You're wearing the hell out of that dress. He flirted. I shifted uncomfortably. Thank you? And those shoes. He took a sip of his drink as he stared at my legs. Those shoes are doing the damn thing. I kicked my foot out a bit showing off the pink sparkly heels. This is my first time wearing them, and they're my new favorite. They're cute and they're so comfortable, I rambled. Kenya. He said my name like a command, forcing my eyes up to look at him. Don't hide that beautiful face. Show it off. Every inch of you deserves to be shown off, he told me in a low seductive tone. What I like about you? is that you have the angelic shy girl personality, but you're dressed like sin. He was good-looking, confident, and complimentary, but Alex was a bit much. He was pleasant, but he put me ill at ease, and I didn't know why. Am I overreacting? I took a sip of my drink. What's your sign? Why am I stuck on the Zodiac sign thing? I'm a Leo as well. I don't believe in that stuff, but I do know I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. I nodded, not knowing what else to say. I wasn't overreacting. He made me uncomfortable. He seemed nice enough. He was certainly handsome. But something about him just felt too smooth, too calculating. It was as if I could see the wheels turning in his head. He took a step closer and leaned down to whisper in my ear. I need to go find my friends. I was supposed to meet them after I got my drink. But I saw you standing at the bar, and I had to come speak. He turned his head and kissed my cheek. I'll see you soon. He walked off before I could say anything in response. I didn't know how I felt about that. Even though it was on my cheek... It was still a little forward and presumptuous. I turned back toward the bartender and ordered a second drink. As soon as I got it, I turned around and stopped. Hi! I choked out, completely caught off guard. Hello? Malik's deep voice greeted me. It was one thing when there was a table between us, but looking up into his eyes, being close enough to smell his cologne, I was enchanted. When his eyes lingered on my lips, all rational thought evaporated. "Uh, Hey, I stammered. How are you? He grinned. Good, now that I found you. What are you drinking? I had to look down before answering because I forgot. Vodka and cranberry. I gripped my fresh glass with both hands before meeting his gaze. What are you going to order? Nothing right now. He tilted his head to the side. I came to the bar for you. Oh? I attempted nonchalance to mask the fact that my heart was racing. I enjoyed our talk and I wanted to do a little more of it. I enjoyed it as well. Can I steal you away for a minute? I nodded. Yes. He put his hand on the small of my back and led me to the back of the room. We were away from the dance floor, the bar, And the speakers. How are you? Malik asked me as we tucked away in a little spot in the corner. I stared into his eyes, and the warmth that came from them instantly drew me in. I'm fine. How are you? He shook his head. Talk to me. How are you, really? You looked like something happened. No, nothing happened. I'm just... Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by the number of men who want you? I scoffed. More like horrified by the selection, I joked quietly. A chuckle rumbled out of him. He brought his hand to his chest. Ouch. Not you, I assured him. So who were you talking about? That old Sidney Poitier-looking dude who was talking to you at the bar? I cackled. Who? He made a face. You know who I'm talking about. I covered my mouth as I tried to stifle my amusement. He's not that much older than us. And yes, he's one of them. Did he say something to you? He searched my face. You said you were horrified. Was it something he said that horrified you? There was a seriousness in his tone that I didn't expect. No, I shook my head. It wasn't anything he said. Just a feeling. And it wasn't horrific. It was more... odd? I don't know. I just... My voice trailed off as I tried to put the right word to what happened with Alex. Malik paused. Was it the fact that he invaded your personal space? My eyebrows flew up. You saw that? He nodded. I thought he was going in for a kiss. He studied me. And you didn't look like you were up for being kissed. My face heated. So, you were watching me? A smile played at corners of his mouth. I mean... I gazed up at him. Butterflies rippled through my belly. If you were looking for me and you found me, why didn't you come over sooner? I wondered softly I wanted to give you your space while you finished your conversation I knew he wasn't my competition I giggled wow cocky nah but seriously I didn't want to crowd you he licked his lips but I also didn't want you to kiss him my eyes followed his tongue I didn't want to kiss him either I'm glad we're on the same page. Malik moved a fraction closer. Next time I'll just come right over. I think that's a good plan. I admitted softly. His cologne was having an effect on me and drew me closer. I would prefer your company. He was slowly closing the gap between us. I swallowed hard because I knew he was going to kiss me. I know. He responded. His words caught me off guard. I narrowed my eyes. What? What do you mean? I wondered. I can tell by your body language. His gaze dropped to my lips momentarily. You seem a lot more relaxed now than you did when I saw you at the bar with him. He lifted his shoulders to his ears. Your shoulders aren't all hunched up like they were before. I laughed. Playfully slapping his arm and unintentionally moving closer to him. My shoulders were not like that. Shut up, I squealed. He loosened his shoulders and maintained that huge grin on his face. That's how you were. He reached out, his fingertips traced down my neck and over the exposed part of my shoulder. And now? A shiver ran through me. He zeroed in on my lips and hesitated before removing his hand. I cleared my throat lightly. How do you know I'm not relaxed because we're away from the crowd? Because when we were sitting at the table, surrounded by people, you were just as relaxed as you are now. Okay, I'll give you that. I took a sip of my drink. Maybe I am relaxed with you. It's nice to see a friendly face. I paused. "'It's hard being somewhere like this by myself,' I admitted reluctantly. "'You're not by yourself. You have me.' I tilted my head to the side. "'Are you trying to run game on me?' He chuckled to himself. "'Not at all.' I pursed my lips. "'This isn't the line you're using on all the women you meet tonight?' "'I'm going to be honest with you. You're the only woman on my mind.' I bit my lip to stop from smiling. That sounds like a line. He looked me deep in my eyes. I'm not running game, and I'm not using lines. From the moment I saw you, I've been thinking about you. There's something special about you. There's always been something special about you. I exhaled, ripping my eyes from his. I raised my glass and took a gulp. With a nod, I continued staring into my tumbler. You're good. I'm serious, he countered. I felt him staring at me until I looked up at him again. The sincerity in his expression made my stomach flutter. I put my glass to my lips and let the cool liquid swirl around my mouth. Swallowing hard, I nodded. Okay? Okay? I exhaled. You're pretty special yourself. Kenya, stop throwing yourself at me. Malik admonished jokingly. I let out a laugh. Wiping the corner of my eyes, amusement continued to ripple through me. And now you're crying over me? He continued. Jesus Christ, Kenya. Get it together. My head fell back, and a loud cackle erupted out of me. Stop it. When my laughter died down, he cocked his head to the side. How are you feeling? I grinned. I'm good. Yes, you are. He paused for just a moment, his gaze falling to my lips. I keep waiting for you to tell me you're running a drug ring, or you scam men for money, he said nonchalantly. I cracked up all over again. What? I screeched. Why do you keep saying ridiculous things like that? I like seeing a smile on your face, and I like making you laugh. His voice was as smooth as his words. But mostly, I'm trying to figure out if you're real. My brows furrowed. If I'm real? He nodded. I haven't seen you since high school, and suddenly, you're here. Of all places, I reconnect with you here, and to be honest, you seem too good to be true. So, I'm thinking there must be something wrong with you. You're too... perfect. I'm not perfect. Compared to the other women I met tonight, you're perfect. There was one that said if I didn't want to marry her by the end of this year, I was wasting her time. No. My jaw dropped. He shook his head. Yep. In the first minute of me sitting down, she said, I'm 29, and I'm looking to get married and have kids by 30. This was the first thing she said to me. As her greeting, I laughed. At least she was upfront and honest. I like upfront and honest. But damn, I just sat down and introduced myself. She didn't even give you her name? Nope. Just her terms and conditions. The sound of the bell interrupted our private conversation. The music stopped, and Love Matthews got on the microphone. Ladies, please return to your tables she directed. You will find your invitations. You ready for this? Malik asked, his hand gently touching the small of my back as we made our way toward the crowd. I was distracted by his touch. I think so, I murmured. Fellas, please go to the far wall and collect your invitations. Love continued. See you soon, Malik whispered as we parted ways. I bit my bottom lip and found my table. Ladies, please open your invitations. If it has just one name, you will be escorted upstairs. If it has four names, you will enjoy multiple dates right here. I exhaled and pulled the card open, expecting to see four names, but there was just one. Malik Battle. Chapter 4 Malik and I didn't say a word to one another, as we were escorted to a white linen-covered table in each of the four corners of the space. Your courses will be delivered soon, the escort stated as soon as we were seated. There's wine and water for your hydration needs. Thank you. Thank you, Malik and I said in unison. He slipped a love-on-top question card onto our table, and then he walked away. Why are you so quiet all of a sudden? Malik questioned, pouring white wine into my glass and then his own. I sighed, sitting back in my chair, staring across the table at him. I smiled. Just taking it in. What? The fact that I'm sitting across from Malik Battle, I answered. He took his glass and lifted it. I followed suit. To the kind of first date I wish I could have taken you on when we were 17. Malik toasted, and to reconnecting, I added, clinking my glass against his. He nodded, to reconnecting. After taking a sip, he smiled. Do you remember our first date? Our first date was senior prom. I remembered fondly. Malik frowned. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was, I argued. No? Our first date was the first time we went to the diner. We went to the diner for food after our tutoring session a bunch of times. I made a face. We were hungry. That wasn't a date. It was two people getting food after studying. His mouth dropped. Are you serious, Kenya? Those were dates. I paid. I thought you paid because I was tutoring you. His eyes widened. Wow. I snickered. Stop it. This whole time you never thought of those as dates? I shook my head. No, our first date was prom. That was the first time you actually asked me out. He shook his head. So, in your mind, prom was our first date, and I thought prom was our fifth date. I giggled. We were clearly not on the same page. He put his hand to his chest. That hurts, Kenya. I thought I was doing my thing and taking you out. The whole time you thought you were getting paid for tutoring services? I laughed, just as our waiter placed salads and breads in front of us. When we were alone again, Malik spoke up. So, question. What's your favorite kind of food? Soul food. I answered without hesitation. I took a bite of salad. Yours? He smirked. Soul food. You're just saying that because I said it. He bit into his bread and then leaned across the table. If you tasted my fried chicken and macaroni and cheese, you would know it's for real. You cook? Do I cook? He gave me an incredulous look. Do I cook? Kenya, you need to act like you know. Okay, okay. I giggled at his dramatics. Who taught you to cook? My mom. She said that I needed to know how to cook and clean because I was going to be across the country for school and I needed to do it for myself. I nodded. I love that. How's your mom doing? Mrs. Battle was a firecracker with a quick wit. He gave me a sad smile. She passed away a couple years ago. Shit. I gasped. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's okay. She's not in pain anymore. What happened? I asked without thinking. And I just tinked this date. Shaking my head, I apologized profusely. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry it happened. I'm sorry I brought it up. I just... He shook his head. Stop. It's okay. While we ate our salads, he told me about his mom's lung cancer. The prognosis wasn't good when they discovered it, and it was too far gone for them to do anything about it. But they had a year to prepare, and she went out on her own terms. Mrs. Battle was always tough. I'm still sorry she's no longer here. I told him as the waiter approached to remove the empty plates from our table. Reaching across the table, his hand covered mine. The heat from his hand diverted my attention. It's okay, I promise. His thumb skated across my skin, sending a tingling sensation through me. How are your parents? Do you think your dad still hates me? I slipped my hand from under his. I shifted in my seat, squeezing my legs together. His touch did something to me. My dad never hated you. I disputed. He threatened me on prom night, Malik countered. I took a sip of wine to mask my smile. He just thought you were trying to sleep with me. I told him you never tried anything, but he said that he knew boys like you. I pointed at him. He said he used to be a boy like you. But he was cool with you after you got me home on time. Malik chuckled. I'm glad I proved him wrong. You were a perfect gentleman. I was. Most 17-year-olds aren't, I pointed out, tilting my head. I stared at him. But you were. He nodded. I told you. There was something special about you. Still is. So, you didn't want to have sex with me because you think I'm special? He silently held my gaze before licking his lips. I never said I didn't want to have sex with you. Oh. I breathed, feeling my heart beat between my thighs. I looked up at him, and when our eyes met... I felt a pull from somewhere deep inside me. You're going to have to stop looking at me like that. Malik told me, his voice low as he stood up. I wet my lips before I spoke. Why? He walked to my side of the table and poured a little more wine in my glass. Because you look good. He leaned down, burying his nose in my neck, and inhaled deeply. You smell good. He shifted so that his lips were against the shell of my ear. And I bet you taste good. My breathing hitched. There was something between us. Something real. It wasn't just the throbbing between my legs when he touched me. It was a pitter-patter in my heart when he looked at me. It was the calmness in my spirit when he spoke to me. Everything about him felt different. Backing away from me, he returned to his side of the table. A second waiter brought us four small plates, pasta and vegetables on two of them and chicken and potatoes on the other two. Enjoy, he told us, placing the options before us. As soon as we were alone again, Malik and I started talking at the same time. Did I make you uncomfortable? He questioned. So why didn't you try? I murmured. The drinks I'd had downstairs were pulsing through my veins, fueling the desire I felt for him. Naughty thoughts infiltrated my mind, and my face heated as I realized he was talking too. We both stopped and then simultaneously said, What? Smiling, I gestured across the table. You go first, I insisted, amused. Did I make you uncomfortable? He asked again. I sucked on my bottom lip as I shook my head. No, not uncomfortable. More like hot and bothered. He gave me a look that indicated that he knew exactly what I meant. And what was it that you were asking me? I sat up a little straighter. Why didn't you try? Try to have sex with you? I nodded. If you wanted to, why didn't you try? Because you were a virgin, and I knew I was leaving for school soon. I didn't want to take your virginity and then leave, he explained. I lifted my glass. A true gentleman. He winked at me as he sipped his wine. I bit down on my bottom lip to keep from smiling. This food looks good, I said, changing the subject. Without taking his eyes off me, he responded. Yes, it does. To keep from slipping up and saying something inappropriate, I stuffed my mouth full of pasta. We talked and laughed as we ate our food. We filled each other in on what we'd been doing over the years. And before we knew it, a waiter appeared with dessert. In the next ten minutes, we want everyone to be downstairs. Enjoy! The waiter informed us before rushing off. I stared at the chocolate cake, lemon tort, and beignets, All the options looked delicious. Mmm. I'm in the mood for something else, Malik casually mentioned as he sat back in his chair. Something about his tone forced my eyes to him. Like what? He licked his lips. You? My stomach was in knots, but I held his gaze. That sounds good. He scanned the room. I wonder if anyone would notice if I pulled you up and kissed you. My face heated. In front of people while they're eating dessert? He zeroed in on me, and with a serious expression, he said, Fuck their dessert. An amused smile eased onto my face. You say that now. The only person who could stop me from kissing you is you. I don't give a damn about anybody else in here. Malik was giving me butterflies. Are you still too much of a gentleman to try? I wondered quietly. He leaned forward, a fire in his eyes. Depends. Are you woman enough to tell me exactly what you want? He challenged. Shit, am I? As I stared back at him, I tried to calm the throbbing between my thighs. Yeah? I murmured nervously. I'm listening. Clearing my throat lightly, I whispered, If you go down that hall, there's another hallway to the left. Wait three minutes and then follow me back there. As soon as I saw the corner of his lips curling upward, I pushed away from the table and walked purposefully down the back hall. My heart thumped in my chest as I waited. What am I doing? As the seconds ticked by, I started second-guessing myself. What if... I couldn't wait, Malik explained as he rounded the corner, startling me. Grabbing my face with his large hands, he crashed his lips into mine. My back hit the wall with a soft thud as he pressed his body against me. We moaned in unison. His mouth moved over mine hungrily. It was a powerful and all-consuming kiss that took my breath away. I was completely overwhelmed by him. It wasn't just the way he took charge. It was the amount of passion I felt for this man I hadn't seen in years. I was putty in his hands. Soft sighs escaped as our lips conveyed a desire our words hadn't explicitly stated. I wrapped my arms around him and pulled him closer. His dick was hard and pushing against me, calling out to me. Desire dampened in my panties, and I wanted nothing more than to answer the call. The bell rang out, causing us to pull apart. We stared at one another breathlessly. Please make your way downstairs. Love Matthews has an announcement. A member of the Love on Top team announced to the couples on the second floor. She sounded far away because of where we were hiding but we could still hear her clear as day. Where's couple number two? My eyebrows flew up. We're couple number two. Grabbing his hand, I pulled him down the short hall as quietly as possible. I opened the door to the women's restroom, and we rushed inside. What am I doing? I didn't know why. My reaction to hearing someone coming was to drag him into the bathroom. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a logical reason. I just knew I wanted more private time with him. And I went for it. A muffled voice outside the bathroom caused Malik to lower his body, so his head wouldn't be seen over the door. Adrenaline pulsed through my veins as I stared out the crack in the stall door. When the bathroom door swung open, we both froze. They must have gone downstairs early, the woman called out, letting the door close behind her. She didn't come all the way in, so I nervously waited to see if she was coming back. A couple minutes passed, and for the second time, I questioned my actions. This is crazy. I'm sorry. My voice trailed off mid-apology when I turned and our eyes locked. I'm not. Closing the gap between us, he kissed me. Chapter 5 I whimpered as Malik pulled out of the kiss. My arms were still wrapped around his neck as my eyes fluttered open. We should go, he whispered, maintaining his grip on my hips. I rolled my body into his, eliminating any space that existed between us. Why? Kenya. There was something about his tone that made my lower body clench. He licked his lips and for some reason, That small gesture made me lose control. I pushed my lips up to meet his and kissed him. My heart sounded like a drumline as I felt him give in to me. My chest rose and fell quickly as his hands slipped from my hips and moved towards my rounded ass. Groaning, he broke the kiss again. Resting his forehead against mine, he closed his eyes. We should stop. I moved my hands to his cheeks. Why? First, his voice low as he opened his eyes, the way you're kissing me is making me want you in the worst way. I swallowed thickly. My heart thundered in my chest. Second, he continued, we're in a bathroom. I've known you since we were kids. You don't strike me as the type who would want anything to happen on the first date, let alone in a bathroom. And third, He added, pressing himself against me. There's a space and a time constraint. When you're ready for it, the things I want to do to you require me to spread you out and take my time with you. My mouth was slightly agape as I heard him, felt him, and understood him all at once. He smirked. So that's why we should stop. I nodded in agreement, and my hands slowly trailed down his firm chest. Ignoring the unmitigated lust that churned between my legs, I opened my mouth to tell him he was right. I looked into his eyes, ready to agree with all his points, but he licked his lips again and I was done. When I caught a glimpse of his tongue, that yearning deep within me caused a temporary lapse in judgment. Letting both hands move down his defined chest, to his hard abs, to his belt buckle again, I gazed at him wantonly. His lips parted, but he didn't speak. I kept my eyes focused on his as I pulled on his zipper. My hands started to tremble as I slipped my hand into his pants. When I encountered his boxers, he groaned. Gripping my hips and closing his eyes, I could almost feel his restraint. Emboldened by his reaction, I slid my hand down his bulge. Kenya. He breathed against my waiting mouth. Yes? My heart was beating in time, with a throbbing between my legs. I want you so fucking bad. (sighs) I moaned softly as I cupped his contained package. Kenya. He groaned. The desire in his voice as he said my name tightened my nipples instantly. I want you now. Right now. I admitted breathily. Do you want me as bad as I want you? Before he had a chance to respond, I worked my hands into his boxers. I wrapped my fingers around his dick, and the moment my bare hand touched his skin, he let out a low, guttural sigh. He opened his eyes and looked at me pleadingly. If I start... His lips hovered over mine. I'm not going to be able to stop. I tilted my head so that my lips just barely brushed against his. Then don't stop, I whispered. That was all it took. His mouth was on mine in an instant, and we were all over each other. The desire I felt for him was too much, and I couldn't stop myself. I didn't care about consequences. We don't have much time. He breathed as he cupped my face with both hands. We don't need much time, I responded, my voice barely above a whisper. His hands slid down my neck and over my shoulders, taking the straps of my dress with his fingers. He exposed my black push-up bra and zeroed in on the swell of my breasts. Kenya, he uttered before covering my mouth with his. As he deepened the kiss, his tongue grazed mine, and I felt my breaking point. I moaned. Damn, do you know how sexy it is to hear you moan? His voice was hoarse. Do you know how bad I want you? I peered up at him through my lashes as the palm of my hand ran down his shaft. I squeezed gently, applying pressure. Show me. He closed his eyes and let his head drop back momentarily as I pushed his pants and boxers down. I continued lightly stroking him, marveling at him. He was so thick that my fingertips didn't touch as I held him, caressing him on my way down and then back up his full nine inches. Shit. He growled under his breath. He took my wrist and pinned them against the wall and whispered in my ear. My turn. He bit my earlobe gently and then sucked his way down my neck and chest. He pulled the bra cup down to expose my hardened nipple. Without wasting any more time, he suctioned his mouth to it. The wet heat made my skin tingle. I moaned. He alternated from one nipple to the other, licking his path. The pressure he applied was perfect. He bit down. Not hard enough to hurt, but hard enough to make me throb. I'd do anything to keep hearing you moan like that, he commented as he teased me. Grabbing the hem of my dress, he pulled it up, forcing it over my hips. Your mouth feels so good, I murmured. He squatted in front of me, his hands on the back of my knees. That was just the beginning. He stared at the apex of my thighs as he licked his sexy lips. His hands leisurely rose up the back of my thighs. Now I'm going to lick your pussy until you come for me. Oh, shit. He hooked his fingers in my panties and pulled them down roughly. When I stepped out of them, he asked, Is that okay with you? Nodding, I swallowed hard. Yes. I could see the desire in his eyes as his chest heaved, looking up at me. Good. He adjusted his pants and stuffed my panties in his pocket. He got in position, shifting his body and maneuvering his shoulder under my knee. Can you be as quiet as possible? He wondered as he kissed my thighs. My stomach flipped. I was too distracted to speak, so I just nodded. He nuzzled his nose against me, inhaling deeply. I don't want to get caught until I get to feel you come on my tongue, and then on my dick. Before I could respond to him, he opened me up and ran his tongue over my slit. Oh... My God. I buckled against the door and my knees weakened. Slamming my hand against the wall, I gripped the rail for support. My reaction only encouraged him, as his tongue strategically toyed with me. I put my free hand on the back of his head and rocked into his mouth. Suddenly, he started sucking on my clit and caused my legs to shake. I almost collapsed. He adjusted his grip on the back of my legs so that he had a firm hold on me. I got you, he whispered, just before dipping his tongue back inside me, and then returning to my clit. Pleasure shot through my body, and I was already on the brink. Malik. I exhaled choppily. I held his head right where I needed it. Right there. Yes. Yes. His face was buried in me. And when he swirled his tongue in a steady rhythm, he sent me over the edge in record time. Yes, I hissed wantonly as I rode the wave that shuddered my entire body. I let out a long, mewling sound as I bucked against his handsome face. When I loosened my grip on his head, he trailed fluttery kisses against the top of my thighs and pelvis. My dress, still bunched at my waist, stopped his ascent. Spread your legs, he demanded as he stood. My entire body clenched. The anticipation to have him fill me up was like nothing I'd ever experienced. My heart pounded in my throat as he pulled a condom from his pocket. Ripping it open, he rolled it down his shaft. After kissing me hard, he rested his forehead against mine. Turn around, he demanded. His voice hot and forceful. And hold on to the railing. I wasted no time as I spun around. He grabbed my hips and kissed my ass. If we had time, I would lick every inch of you. He grunted before slapping my right and then left cheek. And I would let you. I wasn't sure if he understood how badly I wanted him. He pressed against me, and my head fell back. Yes. I moaned loudly. You're going to have to be quiet. He warned me gently. He inhaled deeply. Can you do that? Yes. My voice was quieter, needier. Leaning down so that his lips brushed my bare shoulder, he whispered my name as he applied pressure. When I felt him entering me, my grip tightened around the bar and my breathing changed. Malik. I groaned. Listen to how wet you are. He growled as he pulled out and rubbed himself against my clit. Are you ready for me? Yes, I'm ready. I want you so bad. Pushing me against the wall, he pinned me with his body. He kissed my neck and shoulders before whispering in my ear. Is this what you want? I trembled in response. Oh God, yes. Taking a couple steps back, He placed his hand in the center of my back, bending me over. Grabbing my exposed hips tightly, he rubbed his dick against my wetness. Hold on to the rail. He breathed as I felt him lining up against me. I'm going to fill you up. Yes, yes, God yes. I moaned as he pushed himself into me. Shit. He swore digging his fingers into my skin as he restrained himself. I was so wet that the pressure of him stretching me was a delicious mix of pleasure and pain. I felt every inch he pushed into me. The deeper he got, the closer I felt to him. He was taking me to a higher plane of consciousness as he reached the deepest parts of me. Malik, I groaned. My eyes rolled into the back of my head. He let out a low guttural noise and stopped moving. He ran his hands up to my breasts, pinching my nipples through my bra. You feel so fucking good. I shuddered as I gave into the ecstasy of being completely filled. Squeezing my eyes shut, I started grinding my hips against him. I worked myself up and down his shaft. The sound of my wetness seemed to echo off the walls, intensifying the moment. His grunts punctuated the air, turning me on even more. He moved in and out of me, until I felt the tension tighten my entire lower body. I clenched around him and the sound he made gave me chills. I held the railing so tightly that my hands hurt. Shit, Kenya. His voice was hoarse and needy. His strokes consistently hit the right spot, and my body was loving each and every second of it. Don't stop, Malik. Right there. Right there. Oh, shit. He groaned softly, flexing his fingers against my hips. He let out a noise that was part moan, part growl, as he pulled almost all the way out and then slammed back in. Over and over again, his balls slapped against my ass, loudly teasing me. I felt myself coming undone. God damn it, Kenya. He swore under his breath. Each swear, each groan, each grunt added to my building orgasm, and I let out a series of moans. Trying to keep quiet only added to the sexual atmosphere, and even though we were trying not to make any noise, our bodies were getting louder. You feel so fucking good, he growled. Oh shit, I cried out, louder than anticipated, My muscles clenched and I started clamping down around him. I barely choked the words out before I cried out in ecstasy. Quivering, I shut my eyes and rode the wave. I knew I was loud, but I couldn't help it. He covered my mouth with his hands and continued delivering long strokes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let me feel it. My back arched and my body shook. A series of grunts erupted out of him before he stiffened. I felt his throbbing dick and heard the raspy need in his voice as he came. After a few seconds of stillness, he stood me up, dropping kisses on my back, my shoulder, and then my cheek before turning me around. That was incredible. He stared at me in awe. Smoothing my hair down, he then let his fingertips coast down my neck and shoulders. You are incredible. There was an adoration in his gaze that made my heart rate spike. He kissed me. You are incredible. I breathed when I pulled away. I let my eyelashes flutter open, and I was met with a look that made my heart leap from my chest. He searched my eyes. Kenya, come home with me tonight. I... The sound of someone talking outside of the bathroom shut us both up quickly. Panic replaced the dreamy look on his face. I went from having one of the greatest orgasms of my life to having a heart attack in a split second. My heart raced and my eyes widened. We have to get out of here. I mouthed to him. On shaky legs, I started straightening my clothes. He nodded. Removing the condom, he tossed it in the toilet but he didn't flush it. We couldn't be arrested for public nudity because we're not nude. So would they try to charge us with public indecency? Or lewd conduct? Or sex in public? Can they even do that retroactively? We're dressed now. What do you think would happen if we were caught? I wondered in a whisper, smoothing out the wrinkles in my dress. I don't want us escorted out. I don't know, but don't worry. I'll make sure nothing happens. I'll handle it and I'll meet you downstairs. Malik assured me in a whisper. He placed a gentle kiss against my lips. Stay here. I'll distract him. Meet me at the bar in ten minutes. What? I hissed, confused. Don't worry, I got this. He mouthed to me as he slid the lock on the door and exited the stall. Ten minutes. I nodded. Tiptoeing to the bathroom door, he carefully opened it and then disappeared on the other side. And I waited. Chapter 6 I was just about to go up there and find you, Malik said from behind me. I whipped around. Hey! I was getting worried, he told me, caressing my cheek. I almost got caught. Next time, let's not make it so risky. His mouth pulled into a slow smile. Next time, huh? My stomach dropped. Oh, no, I stammered. I didn't mean it like, I just meant, I covered my face with my hands. Can we start over? I don't want to start over. He laughed, pulling at my wrist to uncover my face. Look at me. He waited until my eyes met his. I know what you meant, but I won't lie. I like how it sounded. Oh, God. I groaned, closing my eyes. When I asked you if you wanted to come home with me, I don't want you to think it was just about the sex. I mean, yes, I want more of you. He bent to whisper in my ear. I want to taste you so bad that just thinking about it has me rock hard. He pulled me into his erection. If you didn't already notice, I like you. A lot. I was suddenly hyper-aware of the fact that he had my panties in his pocket. Oh, I noticed. I murmured. So, believe me when I say that I don't want to start over with you. His thumb secured my head, and he brought his face close. I want to explore where we are now and take it to the next level. A shiver ran down my spine. I grabbed hold of his shirt. And what's the next level? His lips met mine teasingly. I wrapped my arms around him, and lost myself in that kiss. Well, what do we have here? A deep voice interrupted from behind me. My eyes flew open and I jumped, startled from the sound. Malik's body tensed, and his eyes were trained on the person behind me what do you want? Turning around, I was a little surprised. Alex? Hello, Kenya. Alex pulled the sleeves of his jacket and adjusted his collar. You look a lot less shy than you did a little while ago. Malik slung an arm around me and pulled me into him. Listen, she made her choice. There's a lot of other people here. Move along. Alex gave him a look, the amused expression still on his face. She made her choice, huh? He stroked his chin. Was it a fully informed choice? Let me holler at you for a second. Malik demanded icily. I looked up at him. Let's just go to the dance floor. I requested. I'm just going to talk to Alex for a minute. I'll be right back. He looked to where the tables were. Grab us a table, and then we can get out of here. Oh, wow. You two are leaving together? Alex asked with a laugh. Malik dropped a chaste kiss on my lips. I'll be right back. The two men walked toward the bar, and I watched them as they interacted with two other men when they got there. Malik looked over at me as he was talking to Alex. Whatever he said must have gotten a rise out of him, because the other two men jumped into the conversation as well. From where I stood... I could see them clearly. The interaction between them didn't seem combative or aggressive. A round of shots had been purchased and they seemed to be toasting. Everything seemed to be okay. Well, that's good. But something about it felt off. I couldn't put my finger on why. I pulled out my phone and saw I had a text message from Monica asking me how I was doing. With a small smile, I texted her that all was well. Stuffing my phone back into my clutch, I continued swaying to the music. I'm sorry about that. Malik apologized before dropping kisses on my neck and shoulder. He turned me around. I promised you I wouldn't leave you again, and then I left. Brushing off what he said with a wave of my hand, I stared at him. Is everything cool? He chewed his bottom lip and shook his head. Everything is fine. Nothing at all for you to worry about. I crumpled my brows. Okay? I stretched the word out as I searched his face. He sighed. It's stupid. I, um... He took one hand from around me and pulled his phone from his pocket. I'm sorry. My phone keeps going off. Oh. I remembered as I watched his thumb work to unlock his phone and end a call from Zeke. I don't have your number. Malik's lips parted. You're right. I can't believe we didn't do that already. What's yours? I gave it to him, and after he saved it, he called me. I took my phone out of my bag, saved his number. I noticed the, I told you so, text message from Monica and smiled. When I looked back up at him, he grabbed my face. I need to tell you something, he announced softly. My heart thudded. I didn't know what he was going to say, but I saw the flicker of worry in his eyes. Does it have something to do with Alex? I almost didn't come out tonight. He told me, ignoring my question. One of my cousin's boys dropped out at the last minute, so he asked me to come in his place, since it was already paid for. When they put together your list of speed daters, they paired you with Zeke. His thumbs gently stroked my cheeks. I wasn't even supposed to be here. My stomach flipped as I wrapped my arm around his middle. Yes, you were. It happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen, I breathed. We were supposed to reconnect tonight. Dipping his head, he brushed his lips against mine. That's what it feels like, he uttered before kissing me and taking my breath away. Ladies and gentlemen, Please gather as we conclude our evening, Love Matthews called out from the stage. Get your raffle tickets out. I smiled against Malik's lips before pulling away. Do you want to get out of here? Malik whispered. I bit my bottom lip and nodded. Let's go, he commanded quietly. Do you want to check your raffle to see if you won? His brows furrowed as he searched my eyes. I got you. I already won. I melted. Malik, I breathed. With our hands intertwined, we made a beeline for the door. Just before he pushed it open for me, Alex and two men that I recognized from the bar appeared. Continuing the party elsewhere, I see. Alex teased, slipping his hands in his pockets. With his hand on my lower back, Malik ushered me through the door and into the hallway. Have a good night, fellas. His tone was terse. Just answer this question for me, Kenya. Are you going home with him? Alex asked, following us out. The door slammed behind them with a bang, muting the music and echoing in the hallway. I looked back at Alex, flanked by a man with a high top fade and another with freckles across the bridge of his nose. That's none of your business. Malik stopped walking, so I did as well. Let's end this here. We're leaving, he said firmly. There's nothing else to talk about. That's messed up, Malik, the man with the freckles said. It's Alex's birthday. She made her choice. That's it, Malik reiterated, squeezing our intertwined hands. That's it, Alex. Alex stared at him, and slowly his eyebrows raised. He lifted his hands in defeat. Oh, wow, you were serious. I really thought you were bullshitting. My bad, man. I hope you know. You don't get the money if you take her home. The man with a high top fade pointed at Malik. He slurred a few of his words, but what I heard rubbed me the wrong way. I took a step back, my head on a swivel. What? I looked between the man with the high-top fade and Malik. What? When I cast my gaze around, the look on everyone's face told me there was a lot I didn't know. My brows furrowed as I looked between Malik and the three men. Alex and the freckled-faced man were glaring at the one with the high-top fade. Yo, you had too much to drink, Mac. Alex admonished him, shaking his head. What? Mac shrugged. He can't win the money. You called dibs on her, and Malik is leaving with her. That's a violation of the rules and bro code. Shut the fuck up, Mac, the one with the freckles said before giving Malik a look. What? I screeched, looking up at Malik's clenched jaw and narrowed eyes. I let go of his hand. What is he talking about? They had a bet to see who could... Ow! Shit! Mac recoiled, courtesy of Alex punching him in his arm. What the fuck was that for? I thought we came over here to give Malik shit. Not like this, Alex muttered with a frown. How am I the bad guy? Well, Malik is the one who is planning to fuck your girl. Ow! Stop hitting me or we're gonna have to come to blows. Birthday or not, Mac yelled stumbling backward and holding his arm. Alex, get your boy. Malik snapped before looking down at me. It's not what it sounds like. Malik, do you know them? I questioned, my face hot and my throat tight. He licked his lips. I do, but please let me explain. I was shaking. Did you have a bet about fucking me? No, no. He shook his head profusely. Absolutely not. I wouldn't do that to you. He was supposed to be with someone else, not you, Mac offered drunkenly. Alex was supposed to have you. He had dibs. My mouth fell open. Really, Malik? Panic crumpled Malik's face. It's not the way it... Please, let me explain. You don't do that to your cousin, Malik, Mac said as the man with the freckles opened the door. Alex grabbed Mac, pushing him back into the event. April Fools, he yelled, just before the door closed behind the three of them. Malik and I were left in the hallway all alone. My heart pounded in my chest. I backed away from him. So, the whole time you knew Alex, you called him Sidney Poitier like you didn't know him. But you did. Letting out a deep breath, he took a step toward me. He's my cousin. I pinched the bridge of my nose to prevent myself from crying. Can I please explain what happened? He begged. I'm so sorry, Kenya. I know it seems bad, and it's not great, it's not. But I swear to God everything I said to you was real. Was Mac lying? I asked, blinking back tears. I met his gaze and repeated myself. Was Mac lying? He reached out for my hand. It's not. Yes or no, I demanded, snatching away from him and moving closer to the wall. No, but... My chin quivered. You made a fool of me. He shook his head. Kenya, please hear me out. I'm sorry. Alex is my cousin. So why did you act like you didn't know him? I interjected, trying to wrap my mind around what was going on. I'm sorry. It wasn't intentional. He stepped forward. I made a joke about his age. And then I got caught up in this. In you. In us. You were playing a game? I whispered, the hurt evident in my voice. No. I wasn't playing a game with you before we got here. Alex, Mack, and Linwood told me about a game they used to play on each other's birthdays. He explained, Everybody puts in the dollar amount of the birthday age, and whoever wins gets the pot. You pick someone and try to take her home and buck her? Pursing my lips and tilting my head to the side, I lifted my arms incredulously. Really, Malik? Malik's shoulders slumped a bit. Kinda. But it's more about getting a woman to agree to go home with you, regardless of if you have sex with her or not, he explained. My breaths were coming out in short spurts. And then, do you give her the money to make her feel like a whore? Or do you keep the money and pat yourselves on the back for being trash? His face fell. We keep it, he answered honestly. His voice was thick as he ran his hands down his face. Fuck. This sounds bad. Yeah, it does. My lip curled in disgust. I backed away until my back hit the wall. It really does. I'm sorry. These were supposed to be grown-ass men? I shook my head in disbelief. 30 and 40-year-old men? I wanted to storm off there was something I needed to know. Something I knew if I didn't, it would haunt me not to know. I cleared my throat. Was I just a pawn in your little game? No. He shook his head. When we were lining up to start the speed dating round, Alex said he wanted the girl in the gray dress. He answered, his eyes pleading with me. I didn't even see who he was talking about. It wasn't until I saw him talking to you at the bar that I figured out that you were the one he was trying to get. So you decided to get me first? Have bragging rights because you didn't even need to take me home? I hissed before putting my hand to my mouth. I wanted to scream, but I swallowed the instinct as a few people exited the event. It wasn't like that. You're not a game. Kenya, you're... He cleared his throat. I sat down at your table and that was it. I wasn't thinking about anyone or anything else but you. After the speed date round, all I wanted was more time with you. When I went to find you and I saw you with Alex, it clicked who you were to him. But I'd known from the moment I got to your table who you were to me. And I wasn't about to let him or anyone else come between us. My eyes burned with tears I refused to shed as I questioned him. Did you tell them about us? Our eyes were locked as a rogue tear slipped down my cheek. I was embarrassed. But more than that, I was hurt. I am the April Fool. There was a moment of hesitation before he spoke. I told them. The doors to the event space flung open with a bang. Startling us, the sound of people pouring out of the event broke our trance and I ripped my eyes away. He told them? I felt like I was going to be sick. No matter what his eyes were saying or how his touch felt, the fact that he would run to the bar and tell his friends said so much about him and how he felt about me. Taking large strides, I walked away from him without saying a word. Kenya, please. He pleaded from behind me. Talk to me. Please, don't follow me. Chapter 7 Wrapping my arms around myself, I walked to the parking garage next to the building. I wasn't sure if it was the alcohol that I'd consumed or the blow-up with Malik, but I felt completely discombobulated. What just happened? I thought there was a real connection between me and Malik. I thought we had something. I thought he liked me. The way he looked at me. The way he touched me. The way he fucked me. It all felt so real. But it was just a game. As I approached my car with my eyes, watery from hurt and anger, I knew I shouldn't drive. I needed to call for a ride. I opened my passenger side door and grabbed my jacket. I slipped it on and sighed. It's my own fault. I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. I shouldn't have... Kenya? Malik's voice interrupted my thoughts. I closed my eyes. The way he said my name cut through me and a shiver ran down my spine. Can I please talk to you? Please? He asked. The pleading tone in his voice did something to me. I wanted to hop in my car and pull off. Screeching my tires as I drove away. Taking a shaky breath, I turned around slowly. I crossed my arms over my chest and silently stared at him. I meant it when I said you were special. I would never do anything to hurt you. He rasped, stepping into my personal space. Not then. And not now. Even though he wasn't touching me, his closeness was a trigger. So why did you tell your friends that we had sex in the bathroom? I burst out, staring him squarely in the eyes. I didn't realize there were a group of people heading to cars nearby, until one of them laughed. My face heated and I lowered my voice. You told them. No, he rasped, his chest rising and falling as he searched my eyes. I didn't tell them that. I went to the bar and told them that we knew each other from high school and that there's something real here. I told them that I like you. They thought I was bullshitting to justify stealing you away. Mac had too much to drink and started saying off-the-wall shit, so I told them I wasn't playing the game and that I have feelings for you. And to drop it, I left them at the bar and went back to you. Tentatively, he reached out and smoothed my hair down tucking strands behind my ear. The pads of his fingers gently slid over my skin, and my heart skipped a beat. There was electricity in his touch and fire in his eyes. I squeezed my eyes shut. There was a little voice inside my head that told me that he was lying. It warned me to keep my guard up. Kenya, I would never do anything to purposefully hurt you, Malik murmured, holding my face in his hands. Not then, and not now. I opened my eyes and was ready to tell him goodbye forever. But I froze. The voice in my head was silenced by the look in his eyes. My mind told me that he was playing games, but my gut told me that he was telling the truth. My chest felt tight as I took a shaky breath. Being that close to him was intoxicating. If you still want to go, I'll let you go but I didn't want you walking away upset, and I for damn sure didn't want you thinking this wasn't real for me. His mouth hovered over mine. I can't make you believe me, but I needed you to know. He started to release me from his grasp, but I grabbed a hold of his shirt and pulled him back into me. Our mouths met and our lips immediately moved in sync. Butterflies exploded from my core. He kissed me with the fervor of a thousand apologies and I held him like I was never letting go. I swear to God, he exhaled against my lips. I believe you, I breathed. Swallowing hard, I looked up at him. I believe you, he let out a sigh of relief. I thought I was about to lose you before we had a chance to get started. He stared at me, analyzing me. What was going through your head? I bit down on my bottom lip, and my face got hot as the words tumbled out of my mouth. I just felt like we had something real, and I put myself out there in a way I'd never done before. I mean... I lowered my voice. I fucked you in a bathroom. I don't do stuff like that. And then I found out you and your friends were playing a game? I get that. He was quiet for a second. But you believed the worst so easily? What would make you think that I'd do some shit like that to you? My heart thumped in my chest as I lifted my shoulders. We really don't know each other as adults. So after it came out that Alex was really your cousin, it was easier for me to assume everything else was true too. He pulled me close but still held our gaze. I'm sorry I put you in that position. I'm sorry I believed it so easily. He leaned down and planted a sweet kiss against my lips. Are we good? Looking up through my lashes, I nodded. Yeah. Do you want to get out of here? Yeah. I was going to call a car service. I just needed to get my jacket. Let me make sure you get home safely, he offered. I intertwined my hand with his. Okay. We started walking toward the garage exit. Where did you park? I wondered. I didn't drive. He answered, pulling me close as a couple entered the door we were attempting to exit. He took his phone out of his pocket and his thumb flew across the screen. A car should be here in less than five minutes. When we were outside of the garage and on the sidewalk, I realized that Malik didn't know my address. I didn't want to be presumptuous. Oh, I should get a car too. I stated, no, he slowed us to a stop and pulled me into him. Why would you get a car? I told you, I got you. When I said I was going to make sure you got home safely, I meant I was going to get you home safely. The corners of my lips pulled upward as I gazed up at him. I appreciate that. Thank you. You don't have to thank me for making sure you're good. He returned, I've got your back. I wrapped my arms around his middle. But you have to put an address in the app. And you don't know where I live. He smoothed my hair down before dropping kisses against my forehead. I have a car taking you to the meadows. My jaw dropped. You look surprised. He pointed out with a smirk. I am. I admitted. My eyes pinging around his face. I forgot I told you that. He winked at me. Closing my eyes, I buried my face in his chest, melting against him. I inhaled deeply, breathing in his cologne. Thank you. He squeezed me tight. After a minute passed, he patted my back and started walking. Our ride is here. We climbed in the car, greeting the driver. The first stop is to the meadows, and then to the oasis. Cool? Are you sure? The driver asked. We'll pass by the Oasis first. I'm sure, Malik answered. I'm taking her home first. The driver sounded puzzled. But it's going to raise your cost and add an extra 20 minutes. Malik gave him a look. I don't give a damn about that. There was a beat of silence before the driver nodded and pulled off. I slipped my hand onto Malik's knee. Actually, I called out to the driver, even though my eyes were on Malik. Just one stop, please. The meadows. Malik let out a little chuckle. I need a way home too, Kenya. It was my turn to wink. We can worry about that in the morning. The End This has been Fool in Love, an April Fool's Day hot holiday hookup, written by Danielle Allen. Narrated by Simone Gayuma.
1: We're back. Hey. Woo-hoo. Wasn't that That's amazing?
2: It. Happily ever after.
1: So definitely go check out, um, Daniel Allen's new release, Truth or Dare. It's out now. Nine best friends on a destination wedding and a whole, it all, a, a love affair kicks off with a, uh, kiss during Truth or Dare. So you definitely want to go check that out. It's out today, uh, or, or yesterday. Um, <laughs> we talked about sweatpants season earlier in the podcast. And there is also, um, she has these hot holiday hookup novellas, which we were talking about how she does Groundhog Day yes. 18th and April Fools, yes. which is really cool. And she's giving away on our website, readmeromance.com. She's giving away the paperback. So uh, the collection, the whole collection. So definitely go enter to win. And I believe that's it for us. Well, well thanks for,
2: yeah, thanks for being here with us. And uh, up next week, we have Tracy Lauren. I looked, so I wouldn't put you on the spot.
1: She was suggested to us by Eagle, our um, mutual editor. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, and thanks, Danielle Allen, for being on. She was actually, she was recommended to us but was it Dylan? Yes. Sorry. Dylan recommended Cause I actually, I messaged Dylan and I was like, I said, fuck, give me people that you sh- would recommend for the podcast. She was like, I got you. And she just listed off like 15 people. She was like, do these. And I was like, great. Thank you. did all the work for me. So yeah, we're super happy she is here and thank you. Yeah. We've got Tracy next week too. So it should be exciting. A bride
1: worth fighting for. That's uh next week. So uh stop by and see us and leah tell them what to do
2: fuck your day up make today your bitch don't be a dick bye. bye read me romance
0: read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read
2: me romance read read me romance.